The Seventh Rotation is a podcast committed to advancing Summit League Volleyball and commending its student-athletes on their accolades and devotion to the sport. This podcast is hosted by Maddie Boston and Joel Kaskinen. I was going to say I thought that we were, but then you just paused and it was like, Listen, maybe we're not. <laughs> I, we are so – after the whole Starbucks mishap. So yeah. listen, people. Before we started recording, my dog started whining. And I said, Sadie, this is not a good time <laughs> for you to whine. Like, you cannot do that right now. I'm about to record a podcast. I was just like, Sadie, absolutely not. Not right now. So earlier tonight, Joel texts me and he, I sent him a picture of my dog and he said, hi, Starbucks. And I thought it was a typo, right? So then I'm talking to Sadie and telling her not to whine. And he goes, did you just call her Sadie? And I was like, yeah, that's her name. And he's like, I thought her name was Starbucks. And then we proceeded to laugh for like a solid four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Literally though, I swear to God, like I whole ass thought that her name was starbucks <laughs> and i don't know where you got this enti- like this entire time like how like, i i don't know where i got it but this whole that time so funny. i always thought her name was starbucks for whatever reason because i'm un okay she <laughs> i'm unwell she was named when i got her um but had she not been starbucks would have been a contender Anyways, I think that's great. I think it's a great name for a dog. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Um, because last week we had some struggles and went on a Real Housewives tangent. Hopefully none of you are mad at us for that. But yeah, if you please are, return to listening to us. Yeah. I, mean, I say are, as if all of the people that are not listening to us are not listening to us. So they right. won't hear this. <laughs> we're not worried. My whole like philosophy is that it's a podcast. And on podcasts, you can do whatever you want. So we are affiliated with no one but ourselves and our happy souls. What are you doing, Correct. Joel? I'm vibing with what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, Joel we're was doing some weird funky great start. Honestly, sometime we need to live stream this like the, the SDSU guys do with their football podcast. They will literally just live stream it. We need to do that sometime so that you guys can watch how dysfunctional we are when we're actually doing this. That honestly would be really fun, but I feel like no one would watch or listen afterwards. They'd and be then like, we these would, like, be idiots. Depressed about it, yeah. We would be depressed about it. I would be. I would be too. I'm already depressed. I do not need y'all not listening to me. <laughs> what did you tweet yesterday? Oh, over, what'd you say? Like, overwhelm is a constant state that I live in or something? Correct. That is V correct. Come correct or don't come at all. And that is correct. In volleyball news, we are going to run down the NCAA's top 10 for you. 
If you didn't know, there are three top tens that you can find on the NCAA website. You can find the AVCA coaches poll. You can find the um, NCAA's RPI. And you can also find the committee's top ten. So, like, if the tournament started tomorrow, you could find the committee's top ten on the website, which I find interesting. I didn't know that they did that. So, according to the coaches poll, Texas – Louisville, Nebraska, San Diego, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Stanford, Pittsburgh, and Georgia Tech. Minnesota is no longer in the top 10 because they lost again. Moving right along. And the RPI, Texas, Louisville, Ohio State, Pittsburgh, San Stanford, excuse me, San Diego, UCF, Oregon, Nebraska, and Minnesota. In the committee's top 10, so if the tournament started tomorrow, Texas, Louisville, which are the only two that are consistent in their same spots, San Diego, Nebraska, Pittsburgh, Ohio State, Oregon, Stanford, Purdue, and Minnesota. So if you were curious, now you know. That's how things are looking after three weeks of play, two weeks of play. Two weeks of conference play, yes. Um... I'm just really intrigued by all of these lists. Can like to be honest, like there's such variance between the three that it like it blows my mind. Um, and especially not just in the top ten, but like in the top twenty-five. Like it is so variant. And like I just look at like Purdue, who's been ranked very highly, is like way down. Like they're fifteen in the um RPI, which I guess, or it, yes, correct. Um, and I'm like, not that that's like low, but it's like, that's not where they've been. And then like Michigan is like ranked in the top 25 now in the coaches poll, but they're like 14th in the RPI, but they're 24th in the coaches poll. And then Minnesota and Wisconsin, both being lower than the top. No, Minnesota is the top 10 in the RPI, but not in the uh, coaches poll and then Wisconsin's not even in top 10 it's just like it's like wow so granted both Minnesota and Wisconsin have not been playing super greatly lately but I, greatly lately I rhymed I'm so proud of you I think that that speaks to I don't want to say the validity of the RPI because I use the RPI as an argument all the time especially um in basketball and other sports so I don't want to say that it's invalid but maybe how seriously coaches and the committee take the RPI and how seriously they want other people to take it but like if we're not going to take it seriously why is it there see that's what I wonder like to me it just feels like an extra step and the way that it's measured is so convoluted and like vague that it's like no one really pays attention to it anyway so it's like what's the point yeah well like how are you gonna tell me that central florida is like seventh in the rpi which is supposed to be a good thing and i mean they're 12 and 0 but if you look at who they've played compared to who yeah strength of schedule is totally different compared to 
other people. Exactly. And I'm not discrediting them at all. Um, I actually am crediting them because like I said, I use the RPI as a weapon. <laughs> um, especially when it comes to basketball. I've used that in arguments so many times and been like, Well, how are you gonna tell me that this team is here in the RPI and then they, you know, it doesn't matter in other places. So I don't know, just something to think about. But I like to keep my eye on the RPI. Totally. Um I know that we're gonna just move into Summit League, but before we do, can I just give a shout out to Michigan for breaking into the top 25 just because I'm from there and I always like watching their sports. No response? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I Moving am not a forward Michigan fan. to the Summit League. <laughs> I don't even get to do I don't okay all right we're okay no you can defend yourself I, I actually really want to know your perspective no. all I was gonna say is so I played softball growing up and I was on a club team where the coaches really like really inspired us at one point in time and we all thought we were gonna go d1 obviously not a lot of people go d1 but um I became a really big Alabama fan because of softball and Michigan made the World Series one year, and they had this girl, Jordan Taylor, who was a pitcher, um, and I just didn't like her because she was good. I'm sure she's a great human being, but I just didn't like that she was good, and I didn't like Michigan. And since then, I they have been on my crap list. Like, I just don't like Michigan. Plus, SDSU lost them in softball last year. Plus, not that I'm a USD fan, but obviously I wanted USD to beat them in the tournament because it's good for the league is what I told myself. I will say Carol Hutchins, the softball coach, is phenomenal. Definitely stand her. Um, But yeah, I'm not a Michigan fan. And it's all Jordan Taylor's fault. May I also just say that on that note, the only time I've ever rooted against a Michigan team is when USD was playing them in the Sweet 16 Fair. last season in basketball. And let me just tell you, losing by just a couple of points was a stab straight through my heart. It hurts the most. Because even though I love Michigan women's basketball, you better believe I stand USD so harder, so much harder than anyone else. I can't. Do you want to um, run us through our Summit League highlights for the week? I would love nothing more than to run us through the highlights. All right, everyone. I'm sure you're all aware, but in case you've been hiding under a rock this week, Elizabeth Junkie from USD and Syra Tanjin from NDSU are the co-offensive, offensive, offensive peak performers of the week. So go them. Honestly, I really called this. Like I knew that both of them were going to win this accolade. Like they are just so deserving of it this week. Syra Tanjin, let me tell you, she was on my players to watch last week, last time we recorded and she crushed it. Um, Courtney Carney, she picks up the defensive peak performer of the week. She's from UND. Um, she was all over their stat line. It's her first time ever picking up a peak performer um, of the week award in her senior season. So props to you, Courtney. You're killing it. Um, Elizabeth Junkie also grabbed September's peak performer of the month. That's very abundantly clear, seeing as how she has been the offensive player of the week every week. Um, so yeah, that just makes total sense. 
Um, and lastly, highlights from the week in terms of accolades at the Summit League level um, for individuals and teams. Um, we have NDSU off to their best start in conference play since 2010 with a 5-0 record. So they are 5-0, and they are undefeated, they are currently at the top of the table, and they are looking like their best selves. So in terms of individuals um, that we want to highlight from this week, we have uh, Brianna Green from DU and McKenna Ruck from Omaha, both in the top 10 in the nation for blocks per set. Elizabeth Junkie from USD in third in the nation for attacks per set and points per set. Elizabeth Junkie from USD and Crystal Burke from SDSU, both in the top 10 in the nation for total attacks, total kills, and total points. Lola Weideman from USD and Brittany Wolf from WIU, Western Illinois, uh, both have 31 aces on the season and are tied at 13th in the nation. And last but certainly not least, Brooklyn Schramm from USD and Kelly Johnson from NDSU are both ranked in the top 10 in the nation for total assists. Another big highlight for us to share is that Denver remains in the top five in the nation for blocks per set as a team. So go Pios. So that's like team and individual highlights. Shall we go through game highlights? We shall. Thursday, um... Nets up, brooms out. Everybody swept except DU. Um, Omaha swept Western. North Dakota swept KC. North Dakota State swept ORU. And DU went three to one over St. Thomas. That was um, that one set that St. Thomas won was their first set win in conference play this season. Um, so good on them for pulling a set out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We hope to see them improve throughout the season. Have to remember that they did just make that jump to D1. It's I, I expected to take them a couple years, but also remember their coach has been there like forever, um, which is, I mean, I guess they weren't Division One the whole time, but as Leanne Williamson said a couple weeks ago, that's incredibly rare in volleyball in general. Um, and, and he has been there like 20 years at uh, St. Thomas. So I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Well, and a note that I'd like to make about the Tommies in this season, because they did just make the jump to Division One, and their coach has been there forever. I think both they're playing in a very tough conference. And the fact that they are facing teams that have been in the conference for quite a while and they're proving their worth, even though they haven't won a set until now, like they haven't lost by a ton in every set either. It's, you know, they've had some teens, you know, they've had single digits, they've had teens, but for the most part, they've been, it's it's not been a shutout, if you will. Correct. Yeah, um, the one, the last set in that DU match, I think, was 25-14. Um, so that one was a little a little bit rigorous for them. But other than that, I think they went 25-21, 25-19. Um, and then, obviously, the one set that they did win. So closer than, I mean, they're not getting absolutely slaughtered, um, which, is, which is good, especially against Denver, who is in the top half of the league. Oh, I actually lied, by the way. I just said that the Tommies had some single-digit sets. I don't believe that that is accurate. 
Um, I was actually thinking about Western Illinois in that very moment when I was speaking because they lost a set in single digits this weekend and I crossed my threads. No worries. It happens. Um, I quite often will say Omaha instead of Oklahoma just because I am a lifelong summer maker. <laughs> and every single time my husband's like, you mean Oklahoma? And I'm like, yeah, the red, the red ones. Yeah. The, the Sooners. Correct. He's like the Omaha Sooners. And I'm like, you know what? You know what I meant? I just, I confuse them. I love um, it. Yeah. Any who's on Saturday, North Dakota swept Oral Roberts. So Oral Roberts had a two loss week. Um, North Dakota State swept KC. KC also had a two-loss week. Omaha swept St. Thomas, so they also had a two-loss week. Denver swept Western, so they also had a two-loss week. Um, And as you just said, DU held Western to single digits in the third set. And USD won a heartbreaker for me over SDSU. I knew it was going to be a five-set match. I wish it had gone the other way. I didn't see it live, but I came home and watched it, Um, which normally I don't do. I normally don't go back and watch volleyball matches, um, especially if they're like 3-0, but this one I had to, even though I knew how it was going to turn out, which honestly made it harder to watch. (laughs) But it is Okay, I watched that game live, and let me tell you, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, full on anxiety attack, like had to pop another Xanax, like was unwell. And the entire time, and especially when you just said heartbreaker, like that it was a heartbreaker of a match, my like thought process the entire time was heartbreaker, dream maker, because it was heartbreaking for you and it was dream making for me. (laughs) Ridiculous. I'm looking for a new co-host, everybody, if you're interested. Fired. Just kidding. I could literally never fire you. You are, like, my favorite human. Um, That that was unnecessary, though. <laughs> <laughs> my peace sign was unnecessary when you just complimented me. Oh, I can't even see you right now. I am looking at um, our notes. <laughs> Which is oh. over your half of the screen. <laughs> Rude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Actually, you look like hurt. Heartbroken. Heartbreaker. <laughs> you don't want to finish it that time? No. Yeah, Dreams were that. not made in that sentence. Um... <laughs> Anyway, carrying on. (laughs) On Tuesday, Omaha swept Denver. I have to be honest with you. I did not see that coming. I did think that Denver was going to win that match. Um, Omaha swept them 26-24, 25-15, and 25-22. So fairly close except for that second set um, where Denver was maybe not all the way there. Um, but the other did two you, were definitely close. Did you watch this match? I was not able to watch this match. Okay. So this was one that I prioritized this week. And hey, Denver Pios, I need you to remove your paywall. However, <laughs> um, did I pay for it? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, this was one that I did watch. And let me tell you, I also was not expecting 
an Omaha sweep. Um, I just, and I, okay, I'm going to back this up and I'm going to like explain some things. This is what I was thinking. They do have great team chemistry this season. Are we talking about Omaha? However, Omaha. Okay. However, I feel as if what I expected from preseason and knowing who was on the team and, you know, where things were at, I expected them to perform better against the other league leaders. And they've been performing greatly against the teams that aren't doing as well in the conference right now. They've been performing greatly against. And you see that chemistry and you definitely see it to some extent when they're playing teams like USD, SDSU, and DSU, UND. You mean, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But, like, you're going to, like, you're going to see that um, chemistry from them. But it's just not at the same level as what I expected it to be. So I'm, like, shocked that they swept Denver. This is my very long, drawn-out way of saying that. I also think, um, I think there's a lot to go into it. It's still week two. Um, and those, I mean, the teams that the top five or six teams, half of them have played each other in the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. They did not start out the season with a cakewalk. Along with that, I think there's teams like SDSU, like NDSU even that, I mean, we talked about NDSU's 5-0. and They haven't done that since 2010. They're at the top of the league right now. Did they're not see that looking coming. so like, good. There are teams that aren't Omaha and aren't USD that are tired of barely making the tournament or not winning the tournament or whatever it is. And I feel like, personally, I know I like have this bias for SDSU, but I can see that. You know, a few years ago, they had a coach that did not necessarily want to be there. And then this new guy comes in and look at where they're at literally in three years. Oh, totally, totally. crazy. That is a crazy turnaround. And I feel like the same thing, not necessarily coach-wise, but the same thing is happening at NDSU and at some of these other schools. On the flip side, I also have to plug my laptop in because apparently it can't hold a charge. Hold that thought. (laughs) Okay, so... While you're getting um, your charger, I don't know. I just, I have so many thoughts on the Denver Omaha game. And it just like, I, it was a very good game, I thought. But like, it just did not go how I expected it to. I honestly did not expect there to be a sweep on either team's behalf. Like I expected there to be a three one or I you know, even to go really even to go a fifth set. Like I did not expect a sweep and that I think that's why I'm like so floored and that's why like we're still talking about this damn game. But <laughs> um what was I saying before? Oh yeah 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 okay on a note of expecting different I expected a little bit more out of Kansas City this year and I don't know oh, really this have a, year I was yeah, like I against two um everybody <laughs> I don't really have a reason for that I just I don't know if in my head like if they're supposed to be doing better 
Um, I think it will come out, though. Like, I expect more from them by the end of the season. Um, I expect them to make a run at being the sixth team in the tournament. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I think it may be um, a Christy Posey thing. Like, I just with her as the coach like I've always I've seen them do well under her I don't know I just expect more from them basically sorry if that's incoherent or if you disagree really don't care that's those are my thoughts (laughs) I mean I guess I also expected them to be doing a little bit more this season as well so but it's only week two I have to remember remind myself I I I was just gonna say it's still very early and some teams just take a little bit to get moving and shaking yeah you know for sure where are these notes at okay so we um, ran through we all of last we're moving weeks. forward yep <laughs> we're so functional <laughs> i love us we, i love that we both just immediately started talking at the same time <laughs> we always do that it's do you realize how hard these podcasts are for me to edit because we are constantly talking over each other it's fine. It's um, just because we both have the same thoughts at the same time. That's you how in sync that we are. Literally so shocked. Joel and I are the same human. It, uh, yes. This stuff <laughs> that we like share with each other, like I'll say something and he'll be like, oh my gosh, same. And then he'll say something and I'll be like, that's crazy though. Me too. Like it's, but like seven times a day. Like, it's insane. Anywho's, do you want to run us through Joel's players to watch for the week? I would love to run you through my players to watch. So, uh, I watched some games this week with the intention of looking at people that we have not yet spotlighted or highlighted. Um... I mostly for myself wanted to learn a little bit more of the teams that I don't see as often or, you know, the people that I don't see as often and just familiarize myself with more of the Summit League. So I watched every match this um, week, not every match, but every match that I watched this week, um, I had the intention of looking at different people. So my players to watch are very, I don't want to say diverse, but they're not who I've been looking at at all. So my first player to watch is Lauren Poulter from Denver um, in the game against UNO. Again, that crazy game that I like couldn't handle watching because I was shocked the entire time. Um, she recorded six kills, 27 assists, and six digs. Um, and I think that's really impressive against the Omaha team that I have been watching, thinking they have great chemistry. Um, for one person to have six kills and 27 assists and six digs, like she's like literally, she was all over the board offensively and defensively. And that's really cool to see against an Omaha team that's very close knit. So, Lauren Poulter, good on ya. My second player to watch is Memphis Glasgow. Glasgow, I'm not entirely certain how to pronounce their names. Listen, Summit League, your websites, you need to put the... Um, the phonetics. The phonetics. Um, 
yeah, I need to know how to pronounce everyone's names and it's killing me not knowing. So Memphis Glasgow, if that's how you pronounce your name, if not tweet at me. Um, but nine kills, one ace, two blocks and seven digs against Western Illinois, and then followed that up with 12 kills, six blocks, nine digs against UST. And by that, I mean, St. Thomas. I hate calling them UST. It's just easier to write out that way. I just, I don't love it. So anyway, you, Memphis, doing the dang thing. Um, I have four more. Uh, Brittany Wolf from Western. She was all over the stat lines in this week's games. I did not put down specifics simply because she literally was all over the place in every game that they played. Um, She was listed in at least two stat lines. So um, yes, Brittany Wolf doing the dang thing. Really impressed Lauren Galvin uh, from St. Thomas, I wanted to shout her out this week because she recorded her 500th career kill against Omaha. And in that same game, she recorded nine kills, one ace, eight digs. So Lauren Galvin. I need to get sound effects so I can have like a little clapping, like crowd noise. That would be fun. I should have done that. That'd be super fun. Um, Yes, you should. So insert those noises here when we get them. Lauren Galvin, congratulations. Um, Courtney Carney, you were the defensive player peak performer of the week. Um, girl, six assists, 18 digs against ORU, 12 digs against Kansas City. Um, for your first ever defensive player of the week in your senior season to record that, like blown away. I, I didn't even know your name until now. And let me tell you, I'm going to be watching you. And lastly, sure. Elizabeth Elizabeth Norris from North Dakota. Um, she notched her sixth double-double with I'm 12 sorry, kills but... and 14. Her sixth double-double of the season. Wow. With 12 kills and 14 assists against Kansas City. So Elizabeth Norris from North Dakota, keep doing you because I literally when I read that you had six double doubles um, against Kansas City, like that's your sixth. I was like, where have you been all my life and why have I not been paying attention to you? So those are my players to watch. Maddie, who are yours? Um everyone that you said this is your thing i just these are joel's players to watch for the week i did not contribute oh you don't you didn't choose oh you didn't choose any this week. i didn't i had a long and grueling week last week you already know that the listeners don't um i landed in atlanta at 2 a.m on or sorry at 11 30 ish 11.45-ish on Thursday night, got back to my home at 2 a.m. on Friday morning, tried to recoup on Friday, left the house at 11.50 a.m. on Saturday, um, went to work at the football game, got home at 2 a.m. on Sunday from the football game, literally worked from, I clocked in at 1, and I clocked out at... 1245 maybe so yeah um then obviously like have to teach (laughs) yesterday and Monday and yesterday and Wednesday so yeah I'm just I just let you have I saw that your list was extensive and that it dove into the other teams and I was like I'm just gonna let him have it this week he can he can take control of that so yeah I did not contribute I apologize I love that I'm sorry I didn't realize that you 
did not select any, but I will say that we were both watching you all in spirit. We are always um, a team. If Joel we are is a, a team. player to watch, then they're also my player to watch. Great. I love it. Upcoming okay. matches. So tonight, Yay. SDSU will hit the road this week. They will take on Western Illinois at six tonight. Um, USD will visit St. Thomas at seven tonight. Denver will be in the Sweeney Center in KC Mo taking on the Roos at seven tonight. And Omaha will hopefully be on Tulsa time uh, at Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts would like them to be um, to not be on Tulsa time so that they could win. Um, But that will be at 7 p.m. (laughs) Can I tell you quick basketball story? Um, So Misty Cousin, who was the coach at ORU for a lot of years, absolutely stand her pour one out for misty cousin no longer being the coach god i love her so much i know great human anyway um i was in the student section rep den president at sdsu in the front doing what i do when i first got to sdsu i asked i like met these people that became some of my best friends and i was like why don't you guys sit on the side like, we have student sections on both baselines. It's like, why don't you sit on the side, like, where our bench is? And they were like, so we can screw with the visiting team. And I was like, genius. So I'm over there while we're playing Oral Roberts. And um, there was a five-second violation for them to inbound the ball, which was literally seven and a half seconds. Like, they should have called it two and a half seconds sooner. It was so long. And Misty starts complaining she was like, that was awful quick. I don't know. And I said, hey, coach, this is not Tulsa time. And I swear to you, she stared me down. I don't know if she remembers that, but we made <laughs> eye contact. We made eye contact. And I was like, that is the best joke I have at. Like, I'm retiring. I can die happy. Like, I was so proud of myself. But it was the stare down for me. I thought it was funny. It was the stare down for me. It I love that. It was the stare down for me. Um, on Saturday... USD will be in Macomb taking on Western Illinois at noon. SDSU at St. Thomas at noon. Omaha at KC at 1. Denver at ORU at 1. And then North Dakota at North Dakota State at 7. On Tuesday, St. Thomas at Kansas City at 7. And Western at Oral Roberts at 7. If you had to pick a game of the week and I had to pick a different one, what would you pick? That's a great question. Um, I should have prepared for this. I knew what was That's coming okay. to you. On the spot, answers are more honest. Um, You know, that's a great point. I think the game that I am going to choose. You're ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Who am I choosing? Honestly, I think the game that I'm going to choose 
would be North Dakota and North Dakota Thank State you. on That's Saturday. Choice. I mean, okay, so I wasn't not thinking that to begin with. I was just kind of like thinking through the other like matchups in terms of like, obviously that's going to be a good game, North Dakota versus North Dakota State. But like I was thinking through like, I don't want to choose the obvious answer. So what other games like would be a decent backup? So that's why that's like, that's why it took so long to answer. Cause I, I like, I was kind of thinking like, okay, Omaha at Kansas City, Denver at Kansas City, those could be good games. I would like them to be good games. Um, I would like to see St. Thomas show up a little bit this week. And, you know, with them playing South Dakota and South Dakota State, who knows what that's going to look like. But I really want them to start showing up now that we're, you know, getting into Summit League play a little bit more. So I do think that they could, you know, play well, play decently. But yeah, that's why I took a little bit longer to answer. It was not that there was not an obvious choice. It was that I was looking through what other options would be. That's fair. For me, it is both Oral Roberts games or either. Because if they, let's say hypothetically, they beat Denver and Omaha, and Denver and Omaha both win their other game. That puts DU and Omaha at three and three, both of them, and ORU at four and two. So two wins this weekend is major implications for ORU. That's actually a really good point. I did not think about that. And it's not. I feel like I have not given ORU enough credit this season personally, which is wild because I feel like I really love their coach. And so like I normally am like, yep, they're, you know, I'm following them a little bit. But I feel like this season, not that they haven't been bringing it. I just I feel like I've been very interested in watching other games and prioritizing other games, which is like interesting. But anyway. I am the biggest, you'll learn this throughout the, like, season, I am the biggest implications person. Like, I'm even this early in the season, I'm like, oh, well, if this happens, and then this happens, I didn't, like, oh, I, I'm very much that person, <laughs> which leads to a lot of disappointment, to be honest with you, <laughs> but that's I was just right. going to say that... I'm pretty sure everyone knows that you're an implications person. Some of these people may not. You love, you love, you love the implications. You love the, like, what happens if moments. I have to give you credit. You are knowing me very well after not knowing me for very long. (laughs) I also feel like with you, we have the type of relationship though where I like show my hand a lot. Like I don't I don't make it super hard for you to figure me out. Whereas with some people I do. I don't know. I also like take pride in that sometimes. I find it fun, I guess, to make it hard no, for people I, to figure me out. I get it. I hear that. Current league standings after the second week has NDSU up top as stated. North Dakota is second, which is why that's an obvious choice for that to be the game of the week. Um, Then USD, Denver, Omaha, SDSU, 
Oral Roberts, Kansas City, Western, and St. Thomas. So that's where we're at after two weeks of play. Also, if you're curious, the preseason ranking. Sorry, were you going to say something? I was literally just going to say that each week, like from the preseason ranking to last week's rankings to this week's rankings, each week has changed so dramatically. And that is all I was going to say. That's what I was going to bring up. Right now, one and two in the league are North Dakota State and North Dakota. You know where they were in the preseason? Seven <laughs> Not there. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely bonkers to me, but good for them. I am loving, as uncomfortable as it makes me, I love a good shakeup. Like, I love when things just don't go the way that I thought they were going to. In sports, not in life. It makes me very sad in life. But in sports, it's a good time. This season has been so wild. Like, I, it's talk about shakeups. There is no taming this season so far. I am so excited for, like, the last two weeks of league play. Because I really feel like we're not going to know. I honestly, honestly feel like we're not going to know who makes and who misses the cut for the tournament. Like, we're not going to have an idea until literally the last week of league play. Like, it is going to come down to the last week of league play. I agree. I think it's going to be very, very tight. Um, I also can't believe that, like, we're only a month away from, like, ending things like we are not far into the season and yet it feels like we're almost it's done. super short <laughs> yeah the tournament is the tournament is thanksgiving day and the two yeah. days following so that's like um like seven weeks six and a half weeks yeah it's it goes by so quick and it's like stop Stop moving so quickly. But then it's also like, okay, but basketball's in season in three weeks too. So overlap and hockey season. (laughs) Why not? It's we stand the summit. Just because we love summit volleyball. We stand summit volleyball. And on my other podcast, Uh, we stand summit basketball. Okay. I agree completely. I'm just saying that overlapping in seasons is great for all of us sports lovers. It is. Um, During COVID, when COVID was horrible. I want to preface this with that. However, as a sports lover, when I had volleyball and gymnastics and basketball at the same time in like March, oh my God, and softball, oh my God, I was so happy. I was, I could not have enough devices. Like I was so happy. That's me every week when I'm trying to watch all of the Summit League games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. I am excited because we don't have a home football game this weekend, so I do get to watch um, all of all of the things. A couple weeks ago when we didn't have a home game, I literally had the Clemson football game on one TV, Jack Harbor volleyball in the middle, and the SDSU volleyball or football game on another TV. We had three TVs in our living room. I love it. That it is so impressive. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Any parting thoughts, Joel? We are missing our TV shows right now. I'm trying to watch The Masked Singer. <laughs> and I'm 10 minutes late. It's okay, though. Uh, this is why we pay for Hulu Live, babe. This is um, why we pay for Hulu Live. I'm so proud of myself for finally doing that. 
Um, my parting thoughts are go NDSU. Keep showing us all what you're made of. I just am so not expecting this, but like I'm rooting so hard for the underdog right now. So my parting thoughts are go NDSU. Keep crushing. And other than that, I that's I mean that's really all I've got. I am going to hype Oral Roberts in Kansas City as my parting thoughts. I would love to see Oral Roberts jump to four and two, and I would love to see Kansas City yes. jump up to five hundred. Um, that would be phenomenal. So go get some wins, get out your brooms, sweep them up. I would love to see it. Um, there is this funky dance move again that you keep doing. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know why I keep is. doing it. We are going to live stream sometimes <laughs> so that you guys could watch us. We are so, it's such a mess when we're doing this. There are so many things that I have to like hold in my chuckle and just not like laugh <laughs> as it's happening. <laughs> Anywho's. Okay. Well, we will see you next week. And as always, don't forget to do what? Hashtag stand the summit. Hashtag stand the summit. Bye, everybody. Bye.